Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. We're your host, I'm Adam. And I'm Tyler. Today, we got a fun episode. We're going to do some news reacting. We're going to give our opinions on the news. Hooray. <laughs> Everyone's excited about the news, right? Oh, yeah. But first things first, we've got a, a pretty surprising beer today. Um, our, our area just got in 450 North. They got a few flavors in. And uh, for those that don't know, they shouldn't know if you're listening to a beer podcast, but the 450 North Brewing Company uh, brew the most popular sour beers in America. And we're going to see if the hype is all that it's cracked up to be. Slushy XL Smoothie Sal Sour Ale with starfruit, papaya, mango, and guava. Woo! Starfruit pa- star fruit is probably why this is expensive. Isn't starfruit expensive? I think so. I think yeah, so. I think starfruit's like... Ex- as far as fruit goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the... Like all, in fact, I feel like all these are kind of... Uh, not, not, not mango. Mango ain't that expensive. You can get that in yeah. the grocery store. But I mean, well, like, starfruit definitely starfruit is one of those. It's, starfruit's kind of like, like an apple, huh? I always thought it was like, uh, like you, one of those fruits, kind of like a pomegranate or dragon. Oh, fruit. really? Like you okay. peel it open, you get all the stuff out uh, of the okay. inside. Was a, I can't remember if a star fruit that people uh, claim may be the the actual fruit from the Garden of Eden, <laughs> or something like that. It's like, it's like I remember someone saying that. Anyways, this is a slushy XL, as you said. Uh, what's the percentage on this beer? Uh, 5.3%. This better be so fucking good. $30 for a four-pack. $30 for a four-pack. Well. It, it, you know, it pours. What's crazy is that, you know, a lot of sours, they try to cr- give you, like, these crazy colors. But this actually pours. It's thick, man. For it's, I guess it really is a smoothie sour. Yeah, like, it, it's, about to say, like, it's coming out like some kind of thick carbonated slushy. Now the uh, the ice though, so more like a goo. Now we're not gonna really read the uh, guidelines because sours technically fall under um, a weird guideline still for the uh, craft beer community because they're kind of a newer thing. Now they're not new, but these kind of sours, like these slushy sours, are a uh, fall under specialty beer, and it's kind of like no guidelines other than you know, does it taste good? Is it is it sour? Uh, <laughs> Doesn't have to be any ancient critiques from the beer laws. The, uh, the 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 picture on this is very colorful. The it's called unicorn juice. Unicorn juice. The the color though that it's poured is straight fucking mango colored. Is this is this a mango color to you? Oh yeah, it definitely does have that. Yeah, like I've all yeah mango papaya. Yeah, it's got that mango papaya cover color. I mean, brains dead. But uh. Yeah, very mangoey, but the but this shows like a very slushy, like rainbow color, rainbow liquid. color slushy. Well, yeah, I guess it is. A, yeah, it's a slushy. So that's why it's yeah. called a slushy. I understand now, <laughs> but still, very rainbowy, and this is not a rainbowy drink. It smells uh, tarty. Oh, did you sip it? I got a little sip. Okay, let me, let's let's uh, let's sip this beer. Tastes like orange juice, I'm with a hint of starfruit. I'm definitely getting that mango. If I knew what starfruit tastes like, definitely get that <laughs> mango up in there. It's like you're saying, it's tarty. It's um, it's got like a nice bubbly fizz to it. It's a little. It, it is thick though. Definitely yeah. for all the people at home <laughs> wondering, it is thick. Oh yeah, it's like it's like it's like a thick like pulp orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> juice with pulp, <laughs> or even thicker like, than no that. Pulp. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like yeah, like a, the thickness of an orange juice with pulp, but without pulp. <laughs> uh, um, I guess I don't know what these flavors are. Man, I'm getting. I guess I am getting mango. I'm getting more mango than any, anything. But papaya- you get a bit of the guava on the after breath. Mm, a, <laughs> I know this is a hard critique because for its price range. Yeah, I know that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, like we, I mean, think about other. It's good, 
There's no arguing around. No, that. yeah, it's good. But is it thirty dollars for a four pack? Good. <laughs> is it thirty dollars? Is the I guess I guess the only way to really know. This is our first beer to ever have from this company. We'd have to try more to see if like what the hype is. Yeah, like this this four fifty north. Yeah, we we really. I'm, I'll probably have to buy some more. Uh, I think the only thing they have. Um, the only other one they have, I think, right now is Peach Cobbler by them. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah, so I might have to try that one. But, like, but. as far as, what do you say, 30 bucks? Yeah. 30 bucks for four of these. <laughs> At 5%, and that's like... Yeah. I mean, you gotta drink all four of them. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you have to drink all four yeah, of them. Nobody else. Nobody just else. you. In one sitting. Don't, <laughs> don't share them. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good hey you know what though by that logic it's kind of a solid beer to just sip on throughout yeah, the like, day like by yourself like, like have all four and you just like drink them slowly throughout the day like I, this I wouldn't fucking chug this beer I mean don't do it <laughs> don't do it it's just it's just so thick and uh, and yeah I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give us another drink Man, it's like a whole, it's not just like mango, it's like a whole bunch of fruit gets up in your mouth. Yeah. Then it's got that sour beer taste, you know, beer flavor as you're, as you're swallowing it. Mm-hmm. Then the aftertaste. There's like all this mango, guava, bitterness, maybe, maybe star fruit's a little bit bitter. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck. Starfruit is like I, I like I I know I've researched it. Let's see. Starfruit is this yellow thing. Okay, so the, also known as five fingers. So like the guava, the mango, and the papaya all have this yellowish color. So I mean, yeah, okay, they, 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 that's why the drink come out yellowish. Yeah, color. everything's yellowy. Starfruit tastes like. Right, star, uh, sweet with some tanginess. Okay, so that's the orange oh, juice. Oh, yeah, right there. Especially the unripe ripe ones taste excessively sour or even bitter. I'm getting a little bitterness after it, because this is a beer, of course. Yes. So it's like, you're getting that slightly ripe star fruit with that bitterness. But then I'm just going to say the mango overpowers everything else, though. Starfruit tastes slimmer to the flavor of kiwi, but with lemon and lime sour taste. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting. <sighs> so I'm getting on that after drink, that tanginess. It's definitely a complex beer, and uh, I, I definitely respect it for that. It's got a lot of flavor notes. A lot of yeah. flavor notes that you pick up as you're as you're sipping through it, and. Um, it's got the tartiness of the guava and the star fruit and the flavor with that mango. And Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. <laughs> That's where this keeps bringing back to. We can talk about the taste yeah, and the head and the bubbly nature of it there's, all day. There's no head. There yeah, was no. no there was it no, had no head. Oh yeah, there was no head at all. If you wanted to critique beers on head, this is the perfect one. Like, they didn't have no head at all. <laughs> it was. I mean, it just straight up poured into the glass. It was just as thick. It didn't even, like, yeah, like, soda has more head than this yeah. stuff. Dr. Pepper has more head than this stuff. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, is there carbon? There's mild like, carbonation. Like, you get some mild bubblies. Some mild bubblies. Not not too much carbonation. Yeah. There's just, there's, okay, it's carbonated, just, yeah, no head. That's, it's just straight, yeah, juice. Yeah, it's like, it's like beer juice. It's beer juice. Like, if I've ever heard anybody say, man, I wish there was like a beer juice plant. Or it's unicorn juice. Unicorn juice. <laughs> oh, my God. Who juices unicorns? Disgusting. <laughs> where, where did the juice I am disappointed, though, in the fact that, like, I know it's, like, really hard to make a rainbow-colored liquid. Like, it's mostly, like, if you're going to get one, it'll come in layers. Like, oh, yeah. the bottom will be one color, and as you go up. So, like... Looking at this stuff, I was expecting like a weird purple, or like a, you know, like. A, but then it just came out like mango color, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I guess this is this is where we're going." You know, I know it's maybe they should have chose a different beer to call unicorn juice. They could have called this yellow fruit juice 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. Oh, well, yeah, that's pretty basic. <laughs> I don't know. Saying. You know what I'm, I don't know. Because, you know, copyright infringement, mellow yellow tang. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, some some uh, beer people have, uh, some beer companies have taken that risk of, of copyright infringement. Uh, there's a San Antonio company that did a sour, a big red sour. And it's, it's literally, but, it, but they literally did big red and they, they kind of, they got they sold a lot, made their money, and I think, but they they did get some flack for, for like it being the big red. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you uh, what would you rate this beer? Oh, um, man, if I had to rate, man, would I buy it again? Ah, that's another question too. Probably not. Probably wouldn't buy it again, but I think it's really good. I think if you have, I think if if you have the money, if I had the money to just spend on buying the same beer over and over again, that was expensive. I would buy it again, but as <laughs> as it stands, I as can't the weight it. on my wallet stands, uh, yeah, <laughs> cannot buy this again. So uh, this is like a special celebration beer as it stands with its price range for me. This is like something that you buy, like if you know somebody who doesn't like beer that much, but they like alcoholic beverages. This is like something you buy for like a birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, you and me are going to split some unicorn juice. Yeah. Because you know I mean? it, it does come off like a light alcoholic mixed drink. Yeah. You just, <laughs> just sip it and enjoy it. And uh, So, I don't know. I'll give this an eight. I've, I am literally right there with you. I'm going to give this an eight. Eight out of ten. Woo! For this unicorn juice, slushy unicorn. XL, 450 North. 450 North Brewery. Papaya, mango, starfruit, guava. I mean, I'm just gonna have to shell out some money and buy the others, and we'll, we'll yeah. just have to have a 450 North. Yeah, what if we're getting the weak, weak one? I know. You know right? What if this, like everybody's like agrees, like, oh no, unicorn juice. It's like the weakest one they've got. You yeah, that, try this. That's, yeah, that's why they decorate it so much to make it. <laughs> they want you to buy it because it's the weakest one. They, yeah, they want you to. We have other better beers. They gotta move it from the shelf. The other ones are better. Uh... Yeah, so anyways. Next up, so here we go. Let's chat about some new stuff. Uh, some things that may be interesting to chat about. If I could, damn, copy news articles. So this first news article is about Rockstar from White... Uh, what's it? White Snake? Is, it, is he in? White Snake? Or he used to be in White Snake. White Snake's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Ibans, Ibans reveals crazy three-necked hydro guitar built for Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Um, I guess uh, we're commenting on the critique of this. Good. What What is the uh, purpose of a three-necked guitar? Well, like some dudes out there are uh, one really fucking good at guitar. Yeah. And uh, like the the different number of strings and the way that okay, so this is like that's a that's a six string. I think that's a nine string, or maybe like one, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's a nine stringer or a. Or basically, the way that these two are tuned makes them sound different from one another. And down here, I think that, yeah, this is a bass. So basically, with a three neck guitar, you're capable of switching from like one tuning to another tuning to bass. And I've seen dudes who are so good that they can play like two necks at one time. So they're playing like. Some high pitch, you know, squid, as Jack Black would say, some squid dillies. Oh, uh, look, and this this is moisture. What is this, like a harp? It's probably like, uh, yeah, no, it's probably, yeah, it's probably, yeah, damn, I didn't even see that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm just now seeing that. Oh, my God. It's like an electric harp hookup. Yeah, what's up with I've seen electric harps before, so yeah. I would not be, I would not doubt it if that was some sort of, like, really cool electric harp. But yeah, and the is. fact that they call it, like, the Hydra. Yeah. Like, yeah, it... it that's got like the whole you know dragon skin right. theme to it with Which, three uh, necks. Yeah, Steve Vai, I believe he used to be in uh, uh, VU sample meter, lightning buttons, exposed cables, wired melt tubes, blah blah. Over the top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I guess I, I'm guessing what I said, like a harpish type of instrument. It or, uh, it might be a rig up for a twelve string though. I'm not sure, but it's a beautiful. Holy crap! We're watching the trailer too. Oh, the trailer to the Hydra! To the Hydra! Holy shit! It's pretty, pretty intense. I mean, it's crazy they made a trailer for a fucking guitar, though. 
If any guitar deserves Yes! This I mean, really. <laughs> if any guitar deserves a, a commercial, it's something called The Hydra. <laughs> like, I remember in high school, whenever That's dudes fine. used to come in showing their beasts off. Okay, so it's got a 12-string neck. Drawstring on and off, drawstring volume. A bass neck. Bass neck. Half of it's fretless, which is for that slap bass. Bass on and off. I'm pretty sure fretless. Seven string yep, neck. Yeah, seven string. Okay. It's got pickups. Like it's got a. It, oh my god! It's got. Yeah, it's got all of the editing equipment. Thirteen built in. harp strings. Yes, harp string. Woo! There we go. Harp. Harp volume. And you can turn <laughs> the harp on and off too. Yeah. Seducer. It's got a seducer. Sample meter. Dragonizer. I have no clue. <laughs> Climax regulator. Master on and off switch, optional lamp input, Ethernet cable. So he can literally plug this thing into a computer, start playing, and it'll record it. Yeah. This is like a guitar and an editing table all in one. Yeah, how epic is that? It's like three guitars. Yeah, no, this is three guitars, a harp, and an editing table all in one. This That's is pretty epic. brilliant. Yes, I've Steve Vive, he was in, is it is it White Snake or White, well, let's see what he was in. Let's figure that out real quick. Let's figure out who Steve Vai is and why he deserves a hydro guitar. Uh, Ranga Zappa. White Snake. Yeah, okay. White Snake, Spinal Tap, David Lee Roth Band, Alcatraz, Alcatraz Generation, Generation Axe, Bad, Bad for, for Good. good. Okay, that, okay, yeah, no, you were right the first time. White Snake. Yeah, there we go. White Snake. And now I guess he tours. I think he tours solo. He does He, he does like the Buckethead thing. Yeah, where he's, yeah. Like a, he's like a god of guitar. Yeah. And you just got to sit back and listen. Yeah. So that's cool. That's pretty interesting. You know what? Steve Vai deserves this guitar, and if any guitar deserves a commercial like that, it's this one. It's this one. <laughs> I mean, I used to know dudes in high school that would come in with like their Beast bass. Oh, yeah. The, the brand Beast. They'd come in with their bass guitars and be like, yo, check this out. And, and it looks cool. It's beautiful. But like this one, yeah, it totally shits on all of them. Because it's got a bass built into it. Half of the bass fretless. I mean... If I knew how to copy a fucking URL so I could get the next news thing on, it'd be easier. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's really cool though. That that the guitar and it's it's pretty crazy that uh that they did that for him. And I guess I wonder if they I guess they're gonna sell it. Now, they had a trailer for it, so they have to like sell it now, right? Yeah, I'm assuming. So I mean, <laughs> it's like... built for Steve's eye, but I guess they're selling it as well to the public to the public for people who have the money <clears throat> next up celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Paris Hilton are diving into the metaverse have you heard about the metaverse is that that um that met that, that not Elon Musk that fucking uh, uh Facebook guy yeah Mark Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg is you know you know they, he's trying to uh, establish the metaverse which is a it's pretty much uh it's like the VR chat thing but yes, but it's like he's he's basically trying to create Ready Player One. Right, but it's okay. So he's created an interactive VR chat. You know how many people <laughs> are just gonna go on there dressed as Uganda Knuckles and be like, "Do you know do it?" Well, so uh, but I guess the whole this metaverse thing is that he wants people to buy uh, digital land. Okay. So property that's not real. Exactly. But, real. but you can visit it with your headset or whatever. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Digital Land, Snoop Dogg and Paris Hilton now own spaces in the metaverse. And now you can actually, apparently, whenever uh, it's finally fit, whenever it's finally ready for the masses, they're gonna be, you'll be able to buy a, a lot. You can go to Snoop World. You can, you can yes. Go, you can go to you can, Hilton Land. You can buy a lot. A plot of land next to Snoop Dogg's mansion. <laughs> but apparently Snoop Dogg will be able to... Uh, he's going to do virtual uh, costumes. Or, yeah, not costumes. What did I say? Virtual concerts. So he'll be able to be his his avatar and sing. <laughs> and do, you, can go, you can go to his Snoop Dogg land and, and watch him. He's going to be walking around. See him walk he'll around. be walking around a virtual war like, wow, wow, wow. Exactly. Everybody's going to like follow him. Uh, Paris Hilton will have every single one of her outfits in her house, in her metaverse. But you can then purchase... The virtual version of her outfits 
for you to wear. So you can, you too can dress like Paris Hilton in the virtual <laughs> in the world. Because <laughs> you can't afford the Armani in real life. <laughs> oh no! I mean, some of this. Look, the price of early access two thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Uh, no, almost two thousand dollars for one of the five thousand tickets oh. to the first virtual concert in Snoop in Snoopverse in Snoop Dogg's land in God the metaverse. Damn. Two thousand dollars for one ticket to to see him virtually. Okay, uh, but apparently people are paying. People are going to end up having to pay like a lot of money for virtual real estate. Well, like, yeah, if, they, if they if they if they if they you know dive into that. Shit. Have you ever heard of um, Eve Dust? Eve Dust? Eve Dust Online or Eve Online? Yes. It is a whale simulator. You know what a whale is? A whale? You know what a whale is? Like, like in, in the in, ocean? In, in, no, like in the terms of, like, <laughs> in, the terms of in the terms of gaming, Adam, <laughs> no. you know what a whale is. I guess not. Okay, so have you ever seen any of those like phone app games? Yes. Lord's Mobile, anything like okay, that? Okay, yeah. You know how there's always the option to pay money? They claim out the ass that you don't have to. Just, right. You can just play the game and level up, you know? <laughs> But really, the way to win at those games is to put money in. We all know this. Yeah. So the dude who comes in and makes an account, and the first thing he does, he's a brand new player, but the first thing he does is drop like 10 grand on his account. That's called a whale. Okay? Okay. So that's how you can tell, like, um, me and my clan, whenever I used to play Summoner's War, me and my buddy, the buddies on my clan, we could always tell who was a whale and who wasn't because we weren't whales. Like we, we, we were all poor dudes just trying to play the game and have fun. But you could always tell when somebody's a whale because like you look at their account and it says like, okay, my account back when I had it. Yeah. It had five years worth of days tallied up. It's like you've been playing Summoner's War for five years. And then you look at some guy's account and it says like you've been playing Summoner's War for nineteen days and he has like more creatures than you, better <laughs> runes, more epic gear, the highest rank, and you're just like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a whale. Oh yeah. You're like that's a whale right there. Well like yeah, and Eve Dust, there's a there's a it's a game where you like buy spaceships and like you can own your own like space like corporation or empire or trading group. Yeah. And, like, there are ships in that game that in real life money cost, like, thousands of dollars. And there are dudes that have them. There are whole Star Trek-style federations of dudes. Like, that's a, like, what I'm getting at is Eve Dust is basically a whale simulator. The people who try to just play the game will always suck at it. The dudes (laughs) who have the $50,000 to drop on, like, an Emperor-class ship or whatever it's called, those guys will always be kicking your ass. Oh my god, <laughs> that's that's just so. I mean, I hate those. Uh, I hate that it's come down to where like, I mean, I feel like a lot more games are going towards that direction of like pay to pay to like the pay to play, the pay to win. Like, yeah, I mean, script- like I play I play Destiny, so I'm a victim. I'm like a you know proprietor of it as well. Not yeah, I'm a, but like yeah, I mean oh I, yeah, I mean Fortnite. I mean Fortnite. I pay really for my me. Xbox subscription, and then whenever I get on Destiny, you know, I gotta pay to get the DLCs, and then yeah. you know. The costumes, the outfits. Yeah, yeah, out costumes, outfits. If, if I want, they always, you know, they always have to give you that. If you want to, you can pay money for costumes, and then they throw a costume out there that's just the coolest shit you've ever seen yeah. in your life, and you're like, well, of course, I'm going to pay money for it. <laughs> oh, fucking costume. Uh, speaking of the metaverse, PlayStation creator snubs metaverse and VR headsets. Tech should blend rather than separate, is what he uh, he says. Um he feels like uh, going into the virtual world is a step back where the PlayStation creator feels like the the, the real step forward to uh, is bringing the game into our world. Well, yeah, kind of like more like like a Star Trek where everything like, instead of like going into the VR world, bringing the VR world just yeah, oh, like the Hollow Deck. Yeah, yeah, you don't go into VR. VR, VR comes, comes to, to you. you, which. I'm, honestly, I can see the side of both arguments that make sense. And I will say this, like back in the day, the whole idea was literally one of those two things. You know, back when computers were first released, you know, you yeah. had the, the whole matrix identity concepts like, oh, what if we could go into the computer? 
And then you've always had concepts with, well, what if we could take stuff in the computer and bring it out here into the real world? Yeah. And I can I can see why he, you know, also being the what is it the 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 leader, the owner of PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, the oh, yeah, the creator. Yeah. yeah, the creator. I can see how the creator of PlayStation would be on the side of like taking the cyber world and bringing it into the real world because that's kind of what video games have always tried to do is bring you a little piece of this fake world to play. And then, like, later on in years, the idea became, like, get immersed into it. Don't yeah. you wish you could go into that world? But, there, like, that was always a split. Kind of like in the days of the early days of the computer, password versus no password. Yeah. So, like, there have always been people that want to go into the computer world. There have always been people that want to bring their favorite stuff out here to the real world. That's why I like, like, the Mario Land. Oh, yes. They're opening up Mario Land in Japan, and they're, you know, they you can ride slow, it. You can, yeah, they're trying to do it for uh, yeah. Orlando, too. They're you can, building it. You can you can ride a Yoshi. You you can go and hit a brick. Haven't you ever wanted to jump up a bunch <laughs> yeah. of brick? You can go and, like... So, yeah, I get what he's saying. Bring it into, into the real world, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want to go down a pipe tunnel and punch a brick and get gold <laughs> coins? And who doesn't want to do that? Not just with your character on a game, but, you know, don't you want to go and do an uppercut jump to a brick? <laughs> yes. But, but, uh... It is kind of crazy how, um... The only thing about VR that I really like yeah. is like uh, those cradles. Like, I've always had the, I've always been one of those guys that's like, oh man, wouldn't first person shooters be so much fun if you could like run? Yes. You know, and that's why I love those cradles. I've seen videos of dudes playing in them, you know, they're holding a the little VR gun thing and they're just like running, just <laughs> running. They stop and get behind cover and start shooting. And you're yeah. like, that looks really fun. And all this whole like, oh, people need to get out and get active. That's a real, like, that guy yeah. looked like he was sweating. He was running around <laughs> so much. He was trying to win. He's trying to win. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty insane. Um, uh, another interesting uh, talking point about um, how we're uh, evolving in technology and whatnot. What are your thoughts about uh, what Amazon's trying to do, what might impl- implement more, is uh, buying stuff from your from your TV screen, like Basically, like whenever they want to like change ads up to where the ad is also the ad is everywhere. Like, every, like you're watching you're watching your favorite show, and you can like click a bu- click the button and buy the shirt that the actor's wearing, or buy the cereal, blah blah blah. Like, like that's that's kind of that's apparently the uh, the pipe dream of the of the Jeff Bezos of the world. Fucking, it's like that Doug Stanhope joke, you know? You watch Hoarders and you see shit you need. <laughs> so what Jeff Bezos wants is, like Doug Stanhope said in his joke, the orange microwave. He saw an orange microwave on Hoarders and he wants it. What Jeff Bezos is insinuating is that he would be able to get his orange microwave that much quicker. Yes. Without going and doing an eBay search and looking for orange microwaves, he would have been able to touch the screen and been like, I want that one right there. Exactly. That's that's nuts. pretty cool. That's I mean, it's nuts, cool, though. but it's, it's cool. like it also. And at the same time, though, it's going to create a whole lot of things where you're trying to tell people like, shut the fuck up and trying to watch the show. They're like, yeah. well, what about the shirt? Yeah, exactly. Or like, or every every show is going to be even more, more enco- product. Yeah, product encompassed by fucking product placement and uh, guys and are trying be turn- to sell you it's something. It's going to be like the 80s again. Guys are going to be turning around straight on camera saying like, look, I never play PC and their shirt's going to say Apple. And they're going to be like, I never play on a PC. I only use an Apple. I only use an Apple. My God. <laughs> it's going to be the weirdest type of product placement because they're going to have to blend it into natural conversation. <laughs> My goodness. It's gonna be like the Truman Show. Guys are gonna be turning and being like, <laughs> being like unicorn juice slushy double XL. I, I mm. this is my favorite. The group. only beer for me. And then like his friend's gonna be like, my dad just died. <laughs> yeah, my dad. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who are you talking to? My God. All right, what's next? Uh, next up, experimental cancer drug mimics benefits of fasting to fight obes- obesity. Is that sarcastic? Huh? Is that being sarcastic? Experimental cancer drug mimics benefits of fasting to fight obesity. Basically, they were trying to find a cancer drug, and instead they found a way to fight obesity by tricking your body that it's fasting. Basically, it's... it's so it throws your... What is that called? Ketosis or whatever? So it throws your body into ketosis? Yes. It, it, uh, it basically tricks your body to thinking that you've been fasting. Well, that's not good for a cancer <laughs> drug. Those guys need to eat more. No, exactly. 
exactly. So, so I guess they they discovered the opposite of what they were going for. But, uh, like heck, now we can sell uh, this. Uh, it's currently being studied as a potential treatment for a range of cancers such as sacroma, breast, and pancreatic cancers. It works by breaking down an amino acid in the blood called arginine, which robs cancer cells of an important fuel source. Um, behind the breaking down of arginine, the scientists, so does it break down food instead? <laughs> uh, engage in a self-eating process called autophagy, blah, blah, in which they burn their own waste products for fuel. This is an effect observed during fasting when no new fuel is introduced into the body. So yeah, so it tricks your body into that, that it's been, into fasting. So it cancer. helps with certain types of cancers, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's good. Or no, it was, I mean, exper- experimental. So uh, it, was, it was, they were making it to do that. Does it do that? No, or maybe not. they don't know. But it does. But it does. Body to mimic the idea that yeah. it was fasting. Uh, what are your thoughts on like um, on things like on, on on these experimental drugs and things like that, and all, all the experiment stuff, especially with? Well, I mean, we need them. No, we do. We need them. I mean, but is is it? You don't want to be one of the like like you know. I know it's like always been a cruel joke, but it's like you don't want to be like one of those guys who said like polio vaccine. I'm not taking that, and now he's like the last living guy in an iron lung. You know, because <laughs> it's just no. You just don't no. want to. You don't want to go that way. No. Uh, it is weird though that I feel like um, we're always. Is it weird that we haven't discovered a cure for cancer yet? Um, I'd say, I mean, with, with as much research that's gone behind it, it's weird that we haven't made any more of a breakthrough than something like this. Like, yeah, like, like oh, we, we tried to make a cancer drug and we, but we made something that could fight we, we obesity. Made a, we made a fight for obesity. But which like, is going to sell like hotcakes. <laughs> oh, we can't make money off of curing cancer, but we can make money off of fighting obesity. And it'll make your body think it's fasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh jeez, I just don't understand. Uh, I don't. I guess. I, and another thing that that helps is like you know people like that doesn't help is like people don't realize that like doctors like like the the, the uh, what is it the the occupation of doctor does pay well, but the hospitals they're funded by the government and by um corporate uh, like corporate donors like corporate donors yeah yeah donors. So, like, take, like, a really poor hospital, for Pfizer, example. Pfizer, Pfizer. <laughs> take, like, a really poor hospital, for example, and don't let people think that there aren't poor hospitals. There are. So, you take, like, a poor hospital. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you take yeah. a poor hospital. It's like... I mean, all I'm getting at is, is, like, there's not... A, there's actually not enough money going into these researches as there should be. Yeah. Like... I forget the math, but a buddy of mine brought up last week that we spend, like, some odd big number of millions of dollars every year on, like, new new shit for our military, new shit for our military. And, like, my buddy pointed out, like, if they were to take, like, one-eighth, which isn't that much, one-eighth from one of yeah. the branches, like, allocate one-eighth of the money that goes to one of the branches of military to just permanently give to cancer research... And, like, see how, like, just literally see how fast it speeds up. We've developed machine guns that can shoot down hypersonic missiles over the past 10 years. Imagine if 10 years of cancer getting as much money as bombs get. Yeah. Like, it, oh man, if cancer got as much money as bombs got just for like a year, we'd probably have major breakthroughs. Uh, I, cancer uh, makes, um, makes people the most money. I don't know what to tell you. Cancer and war. Cancer and war, but not people, just like government. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes it makes companies more the most money. Fucking uh, pharmaceutical companies it makes pharmaceutical companies so much money. Cancer. Does. I mean, yeah, and I don't subscribe to like conspiracy theories or anything like that. Yeah, but I, I do understand. understand that there is like a a corporate hierarchy of people that want to make a lot of money. Yeah. And ergo, doing anything that goes against the grain of making a lot of money, they will always kick and fight and scream and argue against it intense intense medical that's some medical it's uh, okay like have you heard the the stupid argument that like okay what is it jeff bezos has like 300 billion dollars uh yes you know how many people there are on the planet how much there's like 8 billion okay so he could literally 300 minus 8 is 297 
right? Yeah. So he could give everybody on the planet Earth a billion dollars. He'd still have hundreds of billion dollars left over. And the stupid argument that, oh, it would it would mess up the economy. It would cause inflation. Like, no, you're just saying that and deciding it would because it would create but a whole he, lot of economic um, stability and growth. But does he really have that money? I don't know if you uh, – I, I only ask that because – if your net worth is anywhere over four hundred billion dollars, or coming like closing well, in on a trillion, you have the ability to allocate. Yeah. So if he were to like, like whenever you're living your life and you open up a bank account to start your kid a college fund, yeah, that's allocating your funds, right? If he was to just allocate funds, like every year, he would eventually have a, any of these guys. I'm not just dishing on Bezos, but like any of these guys, if they were to just allocate yeah. the right funds. Every year, they could solve things like world hunger or any of yeah. these world crises. And it makes it's hilarious. It makes me laugh that nobody wants to be that guy. Like, why wouldn't you want to be that guy to go down in the history books as that fucking badass of a dude? Like, oh, yeah, this is Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Just pick a random name out of a hat. You know what I mean? This is, this is, this is Brad, this is Brad <laughs> Smimmings. And not, Brad Smimmings not, just fucking cured world not, hunger. Not, not to defend a rich person, but uh, Elon Musk did say... He did. He recently did say that, like, you know, what what they're saying that he's like the richest, like for like a, for a few him, months. Him, he, him and Bezos go back. And yeah, forth. go back and forth. But he was like the richest person in the world, or whatever. But he goes like, I don't really have like that much actual cash. Well, yeah, it's because it's all allocated into sources and stuff. Yeah, like like I just because I'm the CEO of this company, like someone else decided that this company is worth X amount of money. Well, somebody, but I, somebody decided that based off of how much the company makes and how much. It, now he he was saying that it was just based off like basically the stock, like basically like the the, the the shareholders decided that this company is worth this much money, but because that, of but money, the money that they doesn't put in. Oh well. Like when you have when you have shareholders and um, like a group like that, that yeah. means that there were people who put money into your company. Yeah. And they want their money back. It's kind of like producers on a movie. Yeah. They're the ones who put the money in. So your shareholders and your board of directors, yeah. they're all people who have a stake and a claim in this. So, yeah, they've decided that this company is worth that much money he, because they've put he claimed, But he says he doesn't have like he doesn't have that money. Well, yeah. like It's not like – like I understand that. It's not <laughs> like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have $200 trillion in a bank account right now. <laughs> but what I mean is, is they have the ability to allocate sums of money that high. They, they deal in sums of money that high every day. Every 20 seconds, one of them makes like $60,000. Yeah. And then like, um, like many comedians have said, starving people in a world full of food, that literally sounds like an easy fucking problem to solve. <laughs> it's just nobody is wanting to do the legwork. <laughs> uh, next up, we got some, uh, some weird news. A judge in Michigan, she was forced to apologize. Or I say she was forced. She was basically... Uh, uh, you have to apologize for uh, saying she wished she could jail a 72-year-old cancer pa- cancer person for having a weedy property. Yep. <laughs> you see, the people around him in his house with the weeds growing up, they complained. Because, you know, his house was their fucking problem, apparently. And um, they couldn't keep their nose out of their own goddamn business. So um, they proceeded to probably annoy him with their <laughs> petty bullshit. She ordered Burhan Crowdery to pay $100 for failing to get rid of weeds and other vegetation at the rear of his property. The judge had to apologize for saying she wished she could jail him for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go back up. The, be- the last part, the last part right there just gets at the point that I was making. What, what, which one? Shameful. The neighbor should not have to look at that. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> okay, if somebody's yard's growing up, here's, here's a big secret. Here's a tip. Here's a hint. Um, mind your own goddamn business and look the other way if it's blocking your fucking precious view so much. You're going to really take a 70, what is it, 72-year-old cancer patient and be like, um, you're not picking your weeds or mowing your yard. Do it for him then, you arrogant ass. You had the energy to get out of your house, to, to crawl yourself from your couch you were attached to, and walk your ass over to his yard and knock on his door and bitch about it. Go pick the weeds for him. Go mow the yard. Be useful. Why would a 
Well, how how much how much uh, gall does this? This is probably why the judge have, is being you know forced. Oh yeah, no, the balls <laughs> on this person, the amount of entitled balls that this person has, like oh. This is, this is shameful for a 72-year-old man to not be out there killing himself in his front yard because the county said so. <laughs> so fucked up. And like, that's the problem. Like, homeowners associations, please, I hope, I, hey, if you're in a homeowners association and you're listening to Opinions and Beer, remember this. Uh, your shit don't mean shit. Your rules are fucking stupid. Get over yourself. Yeah. If somebody wants to paint their house polka dot, they should be able to paint their house polka dot. Ooh, it's going to lower my property value. Then take care of your property better. <laughs> right? My God. I just can't believe that, like... It's just it's just insane. Like, who are these people that get these positions of powers that, that say things like this? Well, not this? just that, but who are these people who fucking who called on, Yeah, who called on it. Who's the fucking dick who called on a 72-year-old cancer patient? Oh, uh, this yard is just... This, this yard's terrible. It's blocking my precious view. I look over at that yard and I am disgusted. And then you're just like, dude, who the fuck are you? Shut the fuck up, man. Well, and it even says somewhere right here, it says, uh, it wasn't like at the corner, it's at the corner of the yard. The rear of his property. At the rear of his property. So what does that mean? That's, that's the, the, back, the backyard. The backyard. Who's looking? Did he have a fence? Who's looking in somebody's backyard like, that's not mode. That's <laughs> Does that mean the front yard is mowed? And mow it for him, asshole. I bet you the front yard looks good. It's like, there's some weeds back there. A hundred dollars. He still had to be, he was still fined a hundred dollars. Yeah, you're gonna... Like, she didn't apologize for fining him a hundred dollars. She apologized for saying she wished she jailed him. I'm not (laughs) apologizing for bringing him to court and causing him massive, massive uncomfort, you know. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm actually ashamed that I said what I said. (laughs) That's such bullshit, man. Yeah, because she's only only ashamed because she got called out on her bullshit. Yeah, because she got called out on her bullshit. (laughs) Because she's a judge. Self-entitled bullshit. Yeah. I wish I could have just thrown him in jail with the fucking rest of the savage animals <laughs> like him. My God. <clears throat> this is why nobody respects the fucking order of shit. This is why nobody respects cops. Nobody respects judges. Is because the ones who get fucking put on the news literally give everybody else a black eye. Right. How are you supposed to trust judges when you know that one of them can sit around and say about a 72-year-old cancer patient, like, oh, I'm, 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 I wish I could just jail him for not cutting yeah, the weeds right. in his yard. Oh, my God. It really proves, though, that that lady, I would say this to her face, she has no real fucking problems. If, if, that's, what, if that's her mentality on yeah. things, oh, I wish I could send him to jail for his <laughs> horrid offense. You have no real fucking problems in your Must life. Must have been a slow judge week. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like... There were no drug offenders. There were no, there were no, there were no innocent <laughs> black people to throw in jail. So she had to take this 72-year-old man and just dunk on no him. No jaywalkers. No jaywalkers <laughs> to shoot. You <laughs> 72-year-old man. You should be jailed for your weeds, your grass. Your weedy yard, your horrid, disgusting yard. It's so fucked up to think about. It's so crazy. And they probably had a cop come to his house and, like, fucking serve him. Be like, you're going to have to show up to court. Otherwise, we're going to have to come and arrest you. And you better mow your grass. <laughs> you better mow your grass. And, like, look, like that's just, like, I'm, oh I'm one of those crotchety, like, I was raised in a different time period assholes. Like, I mean. My dad... Would have made me mow that guy's yard yeah. without even knowing him. Like if somebody would have been like, "Oh, old man Johnson's letting his grass grow up real high," my dad would have gone and talked to old man Johnson and been like, "Hey, are you having a hard time mowing that grass? Boy, get your dumb ass over there with that lawnmower and go mow that grass with this nice old man. He survived seventy-two years of this crap. Go mow the yard for him." I'd be like, "Yeah, there." <laughs> They got no teenagers in this neighborhood? They probably do, but they're all just a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, that's Detroit. Yeah, okay. they're all a bunch of dickheads. It's Detroit. Like, I ain't want no fucking old man's yard. I ain't fucking no. Let Jug- me pay me. Juggalo. <laughs> Juggalo. Uh, fucking Juggalos running around Detroit like, mowing an old person's yard. Fuck that old dude. Fago. Fago. Uh... Uh, next up, we got some animal news. Uh, the final news article of the day. Newly discovered oral plug keeps whales from drowning as they dine. 
I think that's interesting that we're just now f- finding this. Well, everybody knows the old saying, you know, we know less about our oceans than we do about the surface of the moon. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, people fucking murder whales, whales all, all yeah, the I mean, time. Again, you like think when you, you would... murder something to cut it up, you're not exactly examining it. Like, how does it breathe? I wonder how it bears its children. <laughs> you're, just, you're just slashing that dude open, taking all of his blubber. But that is interesting. So apparently, yeah, apparently um, whales can drown. Or they, they can't because of this oral plug, but if they didn't have an oral plug, they would drown. So, like, they close this their airway with an oral plug, and they swallow a bunch of krill and fish, and then they open it back up. Yeah. And that's cool. I and that's how they spit it all back out, you know? They managed to pull off the seat without flooding their lungs or gut with water. Remains a mystery. How they did it, it sounds like something that science should know by now, but whale autonomy is a fairly murky subject. Since dissections are rarely performed. Yeah, okay, that's hard to dissect. Like, like I said, <laughs> unless you just cut it up for its blubber, it's hard to get a whale to dissect. I guess because like uh, they're fucking huge. I mean, who, 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 who mainly? What, what uh, country does the? Uh, is it China that hunts whales? Oh, it's in most in Japan, of the Asian, Asian or Japan. Japan. Yeah, okay. Japan, Korea, China. They got a huge whaling, you know, industry over there. I mean, I wonder. I wonder, uh, like how. Like when was it decided that hunting whales was like oh you're you're poaching whales like um, like who, I think when they were put on the endangered species list. But when, like how yeah when was that? I think that was like in the eighties or nineties okay. was whenever everybody realized like holy shit we're killing all the whales. So but basically one we one thing like me and my buddy Brendan were looking up like major events yeah. in history like the other day because we were bored and that's actually a big thing was like in the eighties and nineties was when, like seventies eighties and nineties for those three decades was when like there was a big chunk of like. Hey, did you know that we've killed all of these birds that used to be around? Or did you know that we're killing all of the whales and sharks? I think a guy like did a study like in the 60s, Japan's shark population was like all but extinct. Jesus. Like is they have shark fin soup. They were killing them. Yeah. Killing them in droves, cutting their fins off, throwing them back in the water, letting them die. My God. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck them. You know what I mean? That's the way that was the mentality of it. But then the sharks got put on the endangered species list, including like the, the species of shark that they that they were hunting. And now a guy, like I was watching a, a documentary on marine wildlife, a guy said that like the squid population in Japan is a problem because they fished all the sharks out. And then the squid took what? over that group. I mean, I guess that's good. But like... Because, <laughs> I mean, people eat squid. People eat squid. <laughs> like, yeah, a, lot, a, lot people, a lot more people eat squid than eat shark. But it's just like um, the, the squid... No, I'm they, sure it's in, bad, They though. aggressively invade certain fishing yeah. zones... And, like, I was watching this Japanese fisherman pull up fish from a net, and he was, like, showing you, like, these fish got beak yeah. bites out of them. Can't use them. Can't use yeah. them. And that's hurt, you know, you know, that's cutting into their bottom dollar, all yeah. the squid fish. So they got to they gotta go and hunt them and fish for them to get all the squid. And then a guy brought up in the documentary that squid will straight up attack you for no reason. No, yeah, squid gets fucking bad. I mean, you hear about the... Uh, the People think about crap like the giant one. No, no, no. It takes one two feet long. No, yeah. To grab around your leg and then use its hydrodynamic air yeah. suction and they can pull you down hundreds of feet. No, I, I'm sure small I mean, small ones are definitely a threat to us. Oh, yeah. And, every, you know, every, everything. So, but you just... Just knowing what we know about how giant squids and whales are in a fucking ocean war at the bottom of the sea at the fucking darkest point of the pitchest blackest. I was watching a guy the other day talk about how like a two foot by two foot octopus, if it lurched up from the water and grabbed you by the arm, it could pull you off of a dock into the water. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're having a hard time fight. Because the moment it starts doing that suck-in breathing thing, yeah. it's pulling against you with such force that you have no choice but to like Jeez. succumb. Imagine if octopuses were evil. They kind of are. <laughs> they, they, they really kind of Imagine are. Imagine if they were evil. You ever see that? Like, Squids are more... The vampire I- octopus that the, uh, the one-off Finding Dory was based off of? Oh, yeah. You ever heard of that guy? Yeah, yeah. He I- broke out of his pen and found the pen of <laughs> yeah, crabs yeah. and then... For like five weeks straight, they were wondering, like, how are all the crabs in the crab exhibit just getting eaten? Just and then they watched the security cam, and this dude, this this evil octopus, remembered the guard's marching patterns, so he knew when the guard would be making his rounds, yeah. and then he would just, like, stop and, like, squid himself against the wall yeah. and change colors and then keep moving. He was like a ninja. <laughs> he literally does like, no, you think you could defend the crabs from me? <laughs> My God. You know, uh... Squids are squids are bad too. Yeah, oh squid. yeah, they're horrible. They're I'm not, not now that I'm thinking about it. As I sit on it, I mean, we're, I mean, I wonder where 
all those tales of the giant squid, you know, murdering ships and shit. Like, where do they come from? They have to come from, a, like... A lot of it's con- probably conjecture, but a lot of it probably comes from, like, exaggeration. Like, we know, like, there was that one that happened in, like, the 80s. Yeah. That was documented. Like, a guy and his son were on, like, a rowboat, and they thought that they saw a big squid carcass, which had been washing up a mm-hmm. lot. So when they rowed over to it, started poking at it, the thing started fucking smacking and flailing at them, almost pulled their boat, their little dinghy boat down. Yeah. Almost pulled it down. So, like, yeah, no, we know that shit like that can happen and get really real for you really fast, but, like... It's just it's, it's just always interesting to try to think about where did these tales come from? Like, like, Pop, like a giant squid pulling down think, a pirate ship. Yeah, I think that that is an exaggeration. I think probably these dudes may have seen like one of their. Uh, you know how when you go like whaling, you have yeah. the smaller boats yes. inside the big boat. I'm pretty sure somewhere in history, one of those smaller boats got its shit fucked up by a giant squid, and then the story just kept moving. Like, oh, it messed up their boat, and then oh, it messed up a boat full of men, and then oh, it messed up a ship. You know, and then, it, you know, conjecture makes it grow like that. Yeah. The whole thing about, remember when we were in school, the teacher whispers something in one kid's ear and tell you to pass it all the way around the yes. room. And by the time it gets to the last kid, it's just not what she said <laughs> at all. So, like, it's probably like that. Like, a, a fishing boat was probably attacked by a giant squid, and then that, it, that story evolved into, oh, a squid pulled a whole ship of men down to the briny depths. I'll be honest with you. I purposely would say the wrong thing <laughs> during that game, <laughs> which is probably what happens in real life too with other stories. I mean, yeah. they purposely, they purposely, somebody purposely changed it up. Everybody always does that because we all know the joke about fish stories. Like, oh, he caught a fish that was this big. Well, when people see shit that they can't explain or they're trying to create, like how monster, like when they're trying to get across how monstrously frightening this was. They tend to exaggerate. They tend to say, like, oh, its head was this big. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've had that happen in real life with an alligator before. Oh, yeah. In the canal behind my house at my dad's house, there was an alligator. He was probably, like, two feet long. But every one of the rednecks that went back there were like, oh, man, he's got a head on him, like, this big. He's, like, ten feet long. And I went back there with my friends with a flashlight one night and a piece of chicken on a stick and was just, like, splashing it around the water. And sure enough, I heard a splash, and we started, like, Shining, we saw two little bitty eyes, and the, the, the alligator. When I when, when I put the chicken up on the edge of the the embankment for him to crawl up, he was probably no more than like two feet long. It was just the fact that there was an alligator in the water behind our houses <laughs> over there in the canal. And yeah, every dumb redneck was like, "Oh man, that gator hit head like this big!" And like holding their hands out, showing you like that's just his head. No, no, no. What they were measuring as his head was his whole body. They were like, oh, yeah, no, I'm like, oh, he's like two feet long. He's a little gator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's, that's just your opinion. <laughs> and that's fine because that's all we've got here are opinions, opinions and beer. We are opinions.